Greetings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is a podcast that is spiritual in nature. Occasionally it's comedic. Um, Oftentimes it's poetic. My name is Amanda Holstein and I'm noticing that my Bible is once again falling apart. The binding is coming out from the spine. I've had this Bible since I was born. There's many ways to make talismans, and apparently, and so talismans are magical objects, um, and apparently the Bible can be used as a talisman, um, and sometimes we can make magical objects by um, fashioning certain ingredients on certain fortunate planetary days and hours. And other times, the mojo can be added to something simply by using it many times over and over for its intended purpose. And so this magical talisman that is known as my Precious Moments Bible um, could use a little repair. I'm just staying in the moment. That's exactly what's going on right now. Hey friends, it's been about a month since I put out an episode. I'm not going to apologize because sometimes that's just what happens. Life happens and I get busy. And so I'm glad to be back here at the encouragement, as always, of my listeners. Yes, you are the reason that I put this podcast out because I can only keep what I have by giving it away. And many people want what I have to offer. And I'm not saying that out of ego. If anything, that's one thing that I've been contemplating a lot lately is the dissolution of the ego. It's come up in a few of my different spiritual practices because I don't have just one. Um, The dissolution of the ego. I think I've shared it here. Um, about the acronym ego, E-G-O, edging God out. The ego keeps me small. The ego is nihilistic. The ego says that I'm all that there is and that I'm both the worst and the best. I came across this quote here from a contemplative practice, um, where it comes from the book of Exodus, um, where we are taught that um, no one can see the face of God and live. And I heard it said that if no one shall see the face of the divine and live, then kill me. I think a lot about attachment to life and death, tragedy, letting go of the idea of tragedy. Grief is a real thing though, also, right? Like they say to like feel your feelings and that feelings aren't facts. It's this weird complexity 
Because if somebody dies, there's this natural feeling of separation. The process of grief is important to go through. I think it's just a natural condition of being human and being in this life. And on the other hand, there's a conception of gnosis or of higher knowledge or wisdom or experience that the dead are still with us and that it's all connected. I wrote a poem yesterday. It's Kabbalistic in nature and it's based on the first two or three chapters of the book of Genesis. Genesis 2 and 3 is what this poem is called. I held a flaming sword when I was once a cherubim. I wept with sparkling tears forgetting every flower. Do I apologize for the wind with every venomous serpent spitting poison into my eyes as I perceive entrapment? I once wept for separation as I ran from quenching fires with my other half whom I begged to leave them be, the fires, I mean, patches growing forth from smoldering, and yet I desire him in the first days outside the garden, a tedious toiling away, do I awaken to a tree of life within me, and how do I keep what I have by giving it away while I try to not spook the zombies? Shine brightly, O light of Sophia. O light of the sun, a fresh morning dew, I sit and listen, reflecting upon the moon's masculine nature an active principle I hold within me when it's all a matter of perception. Now I want to read a little bit more of something different that I wrote on May 2nd, 2021. My new associations include $6 Spanish lattes on ice and golden American spirits. My new thoughts include committing to matcha lattes and moving to a place not covered in rat shit. The sign in the kitchen says it's mice that makes it any better. 
I moved to Marfa yesterday and cried when I saw the honeybees bless my abode, a remembrance of the goddess, before I cut my dry finger on a freshly opened blue moleskin. I was showing off the blue sky earlier in a Zoom meeting. They say I ought to keep anonymous. Anonymity is a spiritual principle, so I should then write under a pseudonym. One of my sponsors told me Alan Jackson is in AA and his wife is in Al-Anon. I have more than one sponsor. One candy bar is too many, and so is two, and I've already spent a thousand dollars to get here. My new associations in a town full of drunks and loofers, am I also in recovery? I didn't think I was uneasy until I told myself no more drugs, not even marijuana. I say as I drink this Hispanic latte and inhale smoke of my ancestors. Is it God-ordained that I be so careless? I don't remember shedding blood, but I do remember when I committed myself to obscurity before I drove to a clubhouse for recovering meth addicts. I didn't think I was addicted to you until I told myself I'd had enough and had withdrawals from throwing lamps and threatening murder. I didn't know I was uneasy because I often talked to trees. I used drugs while meditating to up my tranquility to awaken the kundalini, that electric serpent, up my spine. Am I just doing this for attention? Do I care about weight loss and aging as I force-feed myself herbal, herbal remedies? Dis-ease. What is a friend, anyway? And how do I know peace? The heat producing alchemization. Am I already gold? Beelzebub is his name. The Lord of Airy Spirits. A degrading name reminds me of how I loved degradation. Maybe I still do. My heart breaks for the old life, tequila, and my debaucherous nature. I thought Jesus befriended the sinner, and so I became one. What a friend we have indeed. Does anyone else live in Marfa, Texas? When I look out to the streets on a Sunday around five, what is everyone else doing? Is there a secret society of which I am a part? I got a text this afternoon from an old sugar daddy who asked me if I had any more reservations. I got a hug earlier, and now I want another one. 
Someone suggested no dating for the first year, and someone else said sex isn't included. My fellows say relationships are the number one reason people relapse. My new associations, people who are not using and who have found a new way of life. I wanted to look at my phone for the time like I don't know what time it is. I think I might be addicted to time. I can never seem to get enough. I am happy. I speak it to existence because I already know it's true. My life is very blessed and I stay in solutions, many opportunities to receive grace and ease. I am open. I just heard an old friend walk by as she put on a mask and suddenly I feel underdressed for the occasion of reintroduction to an old acquaintance who smokes American spirits also. I do have friends. What do I do with a new association who's actually an old acquaintance? Call your sponsor. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness are spiritual principles, and so is waiting a moment before checking my phone. Do I withdraw from old friends? Or is that an old way of doing things? Isolating myself in black or white, guilt and shame. I feel other people's vibrations and see imaginal things I'd rather not see. In remembrance of my holy guardian angel. A secret sweet grass from Egypt or the Middle East, frankincense, Paolo Santo, and gentrification, including this $7 Spanish latte. I forgot to mention the tip. I couldn't help but handwrite, though that was always my worst subject. Someone once told me, it's all happening at once. There's that flip in my belly, though much less than there was, thanks in part to Our Lady, undoer of knots. I could do a novena one after another if only I knew exactly what I wanted. To be at peace, here and now, Contented in this moment is the only real thing. I once let the dis-ease write for me, but the spirits of wind will always open a new door if I will go through it here and now in the land of the brave. The courage it takes to call on new associations Friends who are not using and who have found a new way of life. I checked my phone. 
a call on withdrawal. It's terrifying when somebody relapses. A New Year's resolution made every day at sunset, if only I could open to grace and fall on my knees. A dilapidated abode reminds me, if I had it all, but have not love, I am nothing. The infinitude of translucence abiding still, I'm turning a new leaf, remembering my one-hitter. And how if I had drugs, I had all the friends I'd need. After this, I'm going back to the Dollar General, picking up lotion and bottled water. Petroleum is my friend, and the earth is my mother, Geo-Sophia, with her infinite woes. Air and earth move mountains, and the smallest of faith makes my mountains stand tall. From whence comes my help but Alpine, Texas, Fort Davis, or Belmaray with its spring? I'm so hungry from obsessing. What to do with these bricks before they are laid? My old friend never returned from the sentinel. Alert the presses and let out a sigh of relief. I had been looking forward to returning to the Dollar General until I went and the feng shui put me back at dis-ease. I miss my old boyfriend. Oh, holy mother of the serpent, my friend and foe, undo the knots that bind me and turn my thorns to blooms. Send forth your loving kindness and set me free from the bondage of self, fear, and loathing. By your loving kindness, please grant me the strength to do thy good and perfect work. O mother of the world and creation, be ever near with thy loving sweet blooms, a crown of jasmine about my head, and a heart of gold that permeates. O womb of the world, O holy mother, be thou with me in every breeze, the smell of honeysuckles about me to ever guide my path. Walk before me, O light of God. Remove all my fear and guilt and shame and fill my heart with your sacred essence that I may better know and do God's will. O sacred love, O holy mother, virgin of the world, be ever near to steer and guide me by your grace and beauty and love. Please help me in my writing, in the publication of my book entitled The Metaphysics of Good Vibrations.
Thank you for letting me share that with you. And now, as is our tradition for this season, I'm going to read chapter 2 from the book of Ecclesiastes. I have, until I, until before I get to that, I have um, some new pieces up on the Etsy shop, some new Sator squares, hot off the presses. So, And I have a few new pieces that I just need to take photos of and will be adding very soon. So check out my Etsy shop and buy some art at etsy.com slash shop slash Hanael777. That's H-A-N-A-E-L-777. Share this podcast with your friends, leave a positive review on iTunes, and if you would like to subscribe to the Patreon, perhaps that will be great. Uh, Patreon.com slash ATSM for a thousand serious moves. And here is chapter two of the book of Ecclesiastes as written by Solomon. The Vanity of Pleasure I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. But surely this was vanity. I said of laughter, madness, and of mirth, What does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their lives. I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants, and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of their provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my reward from all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done and on the labor in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Then I turned myself to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who succeeds the king? Only what he has already done. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. 
The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I perceived that the same event happens to them all. So I said in my heart, as it happens to the fool, it also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart, this also is vanity. For there is no more remembrance of the wise than the fool forever, since all that now is will be forgotten in the days to come. And how does a wise man die? As the fool. Therefore I hated life, because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me, for all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Then I hated all my labor in which I had toiled under the sun, because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will rule over all my labor in which I toiled, and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore I turned my heart and despaired of all the labor in which I had toiled under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity and great evil. For what has man for all his labor and for the striving of his heart with which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful and his work is burdensome. Even in the night his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity. Nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also, I saw, was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind.